Hi guys, cool. welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jeanette. And I am Emily. And today we are joined by two special guests. If you guys do want to introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Eric Kasloff. How's it going? Doing good. Good, great. good. good. And my name is Larry Sands. We are we are actually both filmmakers and podcasters. We're so happy to have you cool. on the show. Do y'all want to give like a little bit of um, a description, perhaps, of uh, more what y'all are doing currently? Well, we're here today to talk about our upcoming 80s throwback slasher movie, Hillsboro Road. Yes, I'm super excited to hear all about it. I can't wait. We can't wait to talk about it. Okay, so jumping right into it. I noticed the decade, the 80s, obviously. <laughs> um, That's your favorite like, decade. <laughs> yes, yes. It's such a fun decade. <laughs> Great music, fun style. Um, what made y'all want to do it in the 80s besides the fun music and the fun style? <laughs> well, the main reason for me when I started writing it, setting it in the 80s made it easier because of today's technology i mean if you're stuck in the woods today when a maniac chasing you your cell phone could help you right but in 1989 if you were being chased by a maniac in the woods you were gonna die no matter what <laughs> that that's is very true, true. Yeah. That's a great point <laughs> you're screwed at that point <laughs> yeah <laughs> Unless, unless you had a, an actual, because the cell phones, I, I think, were back in the late 80s, unless you had a bag phone, and then you'd have to carry that thing around, and hopefully it doesn't run out of juice. But right. Yeah. It would just weigh you down entirely. You would not be able to go too far with it. Yeah, exactly. that's true. That, that wouldn't be helpful at all, honestly, because... Oh, no, with the Zach Morris-style phone, if you time it right, oh, yeah. you could beat the maniac to death with it. So I might have oh, to rethink something. Oh, that's true. That's true. You have somewhat of a weapon on you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, besides that... Um, you know, we thought after, after talking about the eighties and, and all the technology and stuff, um, Eric is really a big fan of horror in general. And, um, I, I've learned a lot from Eric and, and his methodology into how he wants, uh, Hillsborough road to, to be put together. You know, we've had a lot of conversations because, um, and since we're doing it in the eighties, one of our big things is it's gotta be shot eighties style. Um, yeah. And, and with that, you know, these days you get like a lot of pans and a lot of dolly shots and a lot of movement, but back in the eighties and in particular, um, the, like the Friday, the 13th, um, like the, the movies, oh, um, yes. they they I were just them. on stick. I know those are great, and you know <laughs> I've 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 gotten an an affinity um, because of Eric and because of our our <laughs> other podcasts that we do the the smells like teen horror podcast. That would help you a lot too, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I've really come to love and appreciate um, what we're trying to do with Hillsborough Road and keeping it as 80s as as possible. 
and uh, in, in the way we shoot it, obviously with the clothes and and the way it, it it'll look as well. So yeah. That sounds like an awesome stylistic choice for you guys to make there. I don't know much about horror movies, but I know it'd be much more interesting to me, at least, if it were filmed in that style. I honestly, horror movies terrify me. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, that I I didn't want to say anything or bring it up, but since you did, Larry. huh? You're gonna confess? Yes, I am. <laughs> I. I watch horror movies with two hands over my face. Oh, um, me too. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I, you know, I, I guess the point is whether it's with two hands over my face or through a crack in my fingers, I still watch it. <laughs> right. Um, and, well, good for and, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but that's one of the big things that we wanted to do, because um and eric can talk a lot about you know like our motto for for this film and you know we're, we're starting an indiegogo uh campaign um on november the 13th which is actually friday the 13th yes yes and so um uh we have a lot of great like perks and rewards for contributors but what what we wanted to do with Hillsborough Road is stay uh, stylistically as close to the 80s as possible because these days horror films they have a message every time you you it seems like movies do that nowadays especially horror movies and I'll let Eric kind of like take over but um but we're speaking to that with with Hillsborough Road and our Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, like the big thing in horror right now with the A24 and Jordan Peele stuff, like Larry said, it's trying to tap into what's going on in society today and be socially aware and woke. Yeah, we're not doing that with Hillsborough Road. Our motto is make horror fun again. Nice. Oh, I like that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's really where my heart is. My heart is in horror. It's my favorite genre. It's at least 90% of what I watch when I'm picking out a movie. And I think there's a lot of horror fans like me who are sick of these pretentious movies that come out and non-horror critics talk about them, but they don't know what they're talking about, you know? Nowadays, yeah. people say they like horror because they watch American Horror Story, which is not, uh -huh. not even close to what horror movies should be. Movies in general, I'm not saying that, you know, horror can't touch deep subjects because it really does when you look at certain movies, but I just want to entertain people. Whether you have a big high-paying job or you have a low-paying minimum wage job, everybody, when they come home, just wants to relax and have fun. And that's my goal, is to make a movie that is so much fun, for at least 85 minutes, you'll forget about all the problems of your life. So yeah, make horror fun again. That's a really interesting motto, too. And could you tell us 
a little bit about the plot of it, or are you not allowed oh. to do that? <laughs> oh, no, sure. So our movie is about a guy named Joe who has just moved to the town of Hillsboro Valley. He's a good enough baseball player to get on the team, but he ends up blowing the most important game of the year. So to get back at him, the bullies use the girl Joe likes into tricking him to come to the Williamson farm where they play their town's version of chicken, which they call pig effer. Hmm. Williamson, our slasher, well, he gives them a night they'll never forget. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that sounds best, so good. Super intense. Best, <laughs> the best way I could describe it is, well, this is what everybody said, too, who's read the script, and it was my goal. It's Dazed and Confused meets Friday the 13th Part 6. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. That's a really good combination though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is so cool. So going off of this, um, you also made a short film, correct? Um yes. when or how long have y'all been in this um like film making industry? Where you want to go first? Oh sure. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I started. Uh, I started my entertainment career uh, as an actor uh, when I had moved out to LA. Um, and gosh, I guess it was like 2000. Um, so pretty much, it doesn't feel like it feels so weird. Um, uh, so I guess for about 20 years, um, been 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 doing uh, acting and then segued into filmmaking around 2010. I, uh, I shot a horror film <laughs> called Recycled Parts and it was a campy, I mean, talk about a horror film that's supposed to be campy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so did that and then um, did a bunch of commercials and uh, I produced and was in and edited uh, a film that's on uh, Amazon Prime. That's called Adjusting Honor about post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, oh yeah. wow, that's yeah. really interesting. Yes, well, my filmmaking story pretty much starts when I was about eight in 1987, and my mom and dad got me. Remember those big, gigantic VHS camcorders? Oh mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> I still collect those till today, by the way. Um, they cut me one of those, and I started making these really awful movies with that camera and my dog, <laughs> sisters, and action figures. Um, then in 2010, I was living in Los Angeles. That's where me and Larry met. We've known each other for like 21 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to film school at Los Angeles City College. I made a bunch of movies, short films there. And then when I moved back to Jersey about six years ago is when I finally got a, a break, for lack of a better word, with my short film. Her name was Samantha. Okay. So, um... 
I had a question. I lost it. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who is wanting to have a life creating film? Uh, can I go first, Larry? Absolutely. Uh, start making films. Use, yeah. your, use your cell phone. Um, don't there's there's free editing editing software you can use like um DaVinci Resolve. It's free. Just start making stuff. The whole thing of you know you need to go to film school and anymore that doesn't exist anymore because I learned more from DVD commentaries and making of special features than I did in film school. So make something. That's the advice I can give. What about you, Larry? Yeah, I think, you know, to kind of echo or mirror what you were saying, Eric, is I think a lot of a lot of people are under the impression, and I say people, a lot of creative people who who want to be creative are under the impression that you know, they watch, um, I, I was going to say E! Entertainment, but all they play really are the Kardashians anymore. But um, <laughs> you know, they, they watch they watch a lot of behind the scenes and, and they think, oh man, I've got to have the best camera. I've got to have like a hundred person crew. I've got to have 10 actors and I've got to have, because there's always, there's, yeah, okay, you can always do that, but then you're always going to be waiting. Um, and really, Eric, his best advice is my best advice is go out, take everybody's got a cell phone with a camera. Everybody can get online, a free editing software and watch tutorials, teach yourself. Um, there are basics that you have to know and you'll figure that out. But I think you just have to start creating. Um, because the only way you're going to learn is is to create. Um, and don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to go, oh, man, that looks so stupid. That's okay, because the next one, it won't look stupid, because then you'll know how to do lighting. You'll know how to do, you know, angles. And it just, yeah, the, the best advice is is go out and do it. But you have to believe in yourself as well. Oh, I love that. It's like practice makes perfect, but also like it, like that no matter if you're following a dream or like whatever you're doing, you got to practice it. And that's Absolutely. like that's really helpful just uh just start filming. That's really awesome. Um as for the yeah. genre, you you say uh that your heart is in horror. Uh did y'all ever have like any sort of ideas of maybe like a different genre? like perhaps in the beginning of y'all's career? Um, with me, I wrote this really cool, like um, uh, romantic comedy-ish thing called Fortune Cookies. It was a short film that I was never able to get made because things kept going wrong. But only my horror movies were ever able to get made. So I've just been a horror for life. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it's like process of elimination so you went yeah. through one yeah. and then exactly <laughs> and again, I, i'll say this fortune cookies would make a great lifetime movie mm -hmm. no no hallmark movie hallmark movie oh i i knew you were gonna bring that up i knew it i am 
I am such a giant fan of Hallmark, especially around Same. Christmas time. Oh, who um, isn't? I love I know. Hallmark movies. I, I do too, but I like Hallmark all year round, not just Christmas. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, in my defense, because Eric loves to rib me about this, there's a point come around summer that I'm just exhausted. <laughs> from watching Hallmark and then all of a sudden they, they have this Christmas in July thing and I'm like oh come on so I got to kind of watch that <laughs> and, and so around like around like October because then I start watching like um, I okay here's how crazy it is for me in horror films I can barely watch AMC around horror uh, around <laughs> Halloween time because everything is so scary so I watch Freeform <laughs> that sounds exactly like me. I can't. <laughs> I know that sounds just like Emily. <laughs> I we recently, I don't know if you guys saw this, but we did like a mini series. It's only two episodes, but like we talked about horror movies, which just meant mm. I had to watch horror movies. And then we talked about like <laughs> the inspiration behind them. But I, oh, we only did Psycho in Silence of the Lambs, and I made it through mm -hmm. them. But oh. it took me two tries to get through Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> wow. Tell them your favorite part about Psycho. What was it? <laughs> oh, okay. So one of the lines in Psycho was, it's as hot as fresh milk. And it just made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens to Emily with horror films. <laughs> I wrote it down in my notes just because it made me feel so weird. So please tell me your film does not have that line in it because Oh, no, 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 not at all. But you know, it's funny you would mention inspirations for horror movies because today is the birthday of Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? Nightmare on Elm Street is technically based on a true story. And oh, which wow. true story is it based on? Okay, so there was a thing in the late 70s and 80s that Wes Craven read about there was this young Asian man who moved to Los Angeles and he kept having these nightmares so he wouldn't sleep at all. His family started getting worried about him because, you know, he was staying like, at least uh, days on days on days without sleeping. So mm. one night to get him to sleep, they put sleeping pills in his food and he went to sleep. A few minutes into his sleep, they hear him screaming like crazy. Help, help, help. When they woke, when they ran into his room, he was dead. Oh my gosh. They looked in his room and they found a miniature Mr. Coffee Maker in his closet and all these stay awake pills. And like in his diary, they found he thought if he went to sleep, he would die. Oh. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. Yeah. What's his name again? Um, I don't, the Wes Craven is the one who made Nightmare on Elm Street. He passed away a while ago. I don't remember the name of the family or anything. He never mentioned the family's name when he talked about it. Oh, okay. Wow, that's intense. But, but see, that story alone speaks to, at least for me, because I, I know Eric, but... I mean, Eric has, you bring up a movie, a horror movie, and Eric will pull out a fact or some kind of, to me, it's obscure, but it's like really cool, kind of like that story, um, because that's the kind of person that Eric is. And 
you know, going back to Hillsborough Road, that is what he brought to the script and what has kind of made me want to step up and, and be a better filmmaker for Eric, you know, um, to, to keep that energy, his energy, his, his film knowledge. Um, I, I want to get that visually. If I could capture that, that would be so awesome. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so again, nice. Psycho, Psycho is inspired by a true story also. Ed yep. Gein. Yes, we talked about it, and I made oh, Jeanette okay. very <laughs> uncomfortable by talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our podcast, she does one. the horror stuff, like, um, like ghost paranormal things. And I talk about serial killers, so yeah. I'm I'm not a Ooh. fan of of the real life stuff, but I'll take the movies. <laughs> and I cannot do the movies, but I can learn about the real life stuff. So yeah, we're, wow. we're definitely opposite. Yeah, yeah, that makes a good pair right there. It works. Oh, yeah, yes, it makes it so much They're more kind interesting. They're kind of like Mulder and Scully in a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I love it. All right, so I have a question. I lost it again. Okay, there it is. <laughs> okay, so how do you know whenever the script is ready to shoot and you've made all the changes that you'd like to make to it? When Larry, when Larry stops telling me it's too expensive. <laughs> no, um, usually my writing, I have a weird writing process. First, I start with a paper and pen, and I move the index cards, and I go back to paper and pen, and I write the script, and I send it to Larry and some other trusted friends. They'll give me notes. I'll polish it. And then after everybody said, yeah, this is a good tight script, it runs well, that's when I feel it's time to start trying to get it made. Can, All right. Can I, yeah. Can, can I throw in a bit of information or yeah, my little opinion? Um, you and I, I must say this before I answer. I don't write, um, but I, I can tell you that, um, I don't think that you ever really have a script that you're kind of like, like locked in, as they call it. Um, because I think even on set and I, and I thoroughly, I, I foresee this happening with Eric and I is being <laughs> on set and, and all of a sudden some kind of inspiration comes and we're like, man, we should, we should try it if we have time, <laughs> you know, but I, to me, I don't think it's ever done because for one example, uh, we've already done a couple of, uh, readings, uh, with our cast. We have a full cast. Of, of our ensemble and uh we did a, a reading our first one and eric <laughs> i think he called me like the next day or the next they're the the next couple days yeah, after as soon as we got off the, the skype call what? <laughs> i didn't want to say anything he was so excited he he wrote <laughs> the sweetest scene and I'll, I'll let you tell him but uh, tell him about it eric but i to me it's yeah. never done and and this is a perfect example of why it's never done even when you're on set it's never done go ahead i'm gonna add to what larry said how realistically you know what happens in a script is never done so 
I all do. Are you guys familiar when I when I say the term Amblin movies? What that means? Um, no, I am not. But, you actually. know, Steven Spielberg's company Amblin was stuff like oh. uh, E.T., maybe The Explorers, or nowadays it would be Stranger Things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we had two of our our youngest actors in the movie. They're about fourteen and fifteen, or they're both fourteen. Their chemistry was so great at the table read, I changed some stuff to the script, and in the middle of my slasher movie, we have two of the most sweet, heartwarming, teary-eyed scenes ever. I mean, I really got teary-eyed writing it because of it's such a sweet, human moment i mean then we uh i don't want to spoil too much but yeah we have two uh, like a all scenes in the movie because of the first table read oh <laughs> yeah i love that That's awesome but that just brings so much more attention to the audience because not only are they getting like spooked but they're also getting and a like a solid movie is going to have all of those emotions, you know? And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. So knowing that there's like really awe moments, it it's even more intriguing, you know? Um, as for the, my question for the main character, um, was it hard to find the perfect actor for him? You want to talk about this, Larry? Cause we had a great casting process. Yeah, actually. Um, so our ensemble is, you know, be coming from an acting like background and knowing how this is going to sound really bad. And Eric knows exactly what I'm probably going to say. And I apologize to all you actors out there, but it is what it is. Um, in in my experience, actors, actors are very fickle. Um, and, um, you know, they're like, they're good time Charlie's. Hey man, when everything's going good, hey, yeah, let's do that. And then everything, there's nothing to be done. They're like, okay, I'm seeing you. I'll I'll talk to you later. Um mm. and so I was I was uh really I was really uh nervous about casting, knowing that it this could take a while because we were looking for an ensemble and you know uh and I know Eric had a vision in his mind and I didn't really say anything. I was just like, okay, let's just see what, see what happens. Thinking that, man, this could be a while. I, I tell you as, as filmmakers, there's called, there's, there's a thing when you're a filmmaker called happy mistakes or happy miracles. Um, you know, and, and it's, and it's in different processes of, of your film. Cause there's pre-production, there's production and there's post-production. Uh, what we're in right now is post uh, pre-production and that includes casting and locations, but, um, and it just seems when happy little, uh, mistakes fall into place or happy little miracles, it just kind of happens the way it's supposed to. And you're looking at, and, uh, you're looking at yourself and I was looking at Eric, uh, and from the very first girl that we read, her name is Juliet, uh, Chevelle and, uh, she knocked it out of the park. <laughs> and one wow. of the things um, a- after Juliet, 
we, Eric and I, because once we hung up with her, she did her reading. And once she hung up, Eric was like, we got to get her back on. We got to get, because we did it over Skype. Obviously I'm in, I'm in Texas and Eric is in New Jersey. And so he's like, we got to get her back on. I'm like, right now? He goes, yes, I, we've got to have her. I'm like, all right. You in the middle of her reading and said, I don't want to see anyone else. I know. Yeah, it's so true. And, and so we got her back on and from, from her, it just kind of fell into place. And Eric and I had this thing. Eric was like, stay by your phone because I'm going to text you. And, and he would text me with every first person that we read. He was like, this is the one, this is the actor. It wasn't because, you know, I wanted to get it done as quick. It was no, they were, it was a little spooky. Yeah. Yeah. And um, can I tell the story about Cadence? Absolutely. Okay. So we use this website called Backstage for casting. And, you know, normally I didn't know you had to pick the gender of the character. (laughs) For this one, it was supposed to be the character Zach and his best friend, Simon, the two youngest members. I didn't check that, you know, Simon was a little, was a teen boy. Mm -hmm. So these girls started sending in stuff to audition. And it made me think, hmm. This could be a fun way to take the character. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we found Cadence, who is so amazing, funny, and quick-witted. Uh, just like Bruce, the guy playing Zach. And that happy accident, like Larry was saying, is what ended up giving us our sweet awe moments. <laughs> it is. And, you know, listening to you talk, you just, you know, if you've ever had anything happen, even in life in general, of you know, you think about at the time, but hearing you say it, Eric, it's kind of like, oh man, the, we are supposed to be here right now, you know, doing this movie and talking about this because it was it's so perfect because how everything is is kind of following, you know, everybody's got a path. You know, and, and Eric and I are on that filmmaking path right now, and I think that's why it works. It's working. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I love that. I do, too. That's great teamwork right there and, like, trusting the process. I love it so much. I wouldn't yeah. want to do this with anyone else but Larry, you know. Oh. He really is my best friend. It's to the point where... He will sometimes confuse conversations <laughs> with his wife with conversations that we've had. <laughs> oh. But Incredible. no, I, I would go as far as I couldn't do this without Larry. Oh, I love that. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Okay. Um, can you tell us about the greatest moment in your film career? Harry? Uh, yeah. Man, okay. <laughs> the, uh, probably the greatest one is when I, I did my first commercial. It was a V8 Splash commercial. And um, I, it was uh, we shot it out in Pacific Palisades. And uh, 
this was my very first commercial. I, of course, you know, I mean, being a stage actor, you think, uh, you know, being into you, you be in the moment and stuff, but when you're on set and doing film work, everything is so, um, uh, I don't want to say segmented, but you take it scene by scene, shot by shot. So it's not there. It's, you have to keep your like emotional through line or whatever. But, um, obviously with a commercial, um, it was, I had a lot of lines actually, and I could probably do it now, but at the time, um, I, I had done it so much and we were in the hot sun <laughs> and I was just getting hot and man, like right in the middle, I had a big chunk of lines and I said, Oh, I know what you're thinking. It's so fresh and refreshing and fruity. And, but I just kept messing up the line and I saw, <laughs> cause they were shooting a, a wide shot. Um, and they were, had started to write cue cards for me to look over so I could write, read it, read the, read the lines on cue cards. And I was like, no, I am not going to have them do this. No, but uh, it was, it was so great. And it was such an amazing experience. Um, uh, I think that was my first one. Um, and then, you know, obviously that started playing on TV, but what really, um, was I was sitting in the movie theater and I had done a Sega commercial and I had, was sitting in a movie theater with my mom and dad and, uh, and it was bounce. It's with, uh, Ben Affleck and, and Gwyneth Paltrow. And I remember we were sitting and it was a full theater too. And all of a sudden I know my voice and it, it, cause it starts in black and goes, my name is Rio Hazuki. And I thought, Oh my God. That's and, incredible. Yeah. And my so mom, cool. my mom was sitting right there and she, she goes, Larry. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> and then she looked right at me. She goes, Larry. <laughs> and, and my voice was just um, like on there. Cause it's like, you know, shots from the, the game. And then at the end, it's like, and now I wish to resume my journey. And she goes, Larry again. And she goes, that's my son. Oh. <laughs> that's what game a was cool this sport? a real moment? It was, it was, oh gosh. Uh, Eric, you made, it's yeah, real. Yeah, it's actually a game I played. Um, hold on. Um, it's on Sega. It was Sega Dreamcast. On the Sega Dreamcast. They just put out the sequel after 20 years. Uh, It'll come to me later. I'll, I'll remember yeah. it. <laughs> I it, it was it's such an amazing experience. Um, and and those are the things you know. Every actor goes for that. Actually, every filmmaker, every creative person. Um, Hi, Shamsu. Shamsu. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Okay. You know, every every filmmaker kind of lives for that. But I think you know every filmmaker needs to realize that um, that we as creators hold our own creativity in our hands. We don't really have to ask for permission to go shoot a movie, to go shoot a music video, to go write a book, write a script, to go make music. Everything is so out there now. And um, I think 
now is probably one of the best times for creative people because there's so many things out there. Um, and I know I kind of got off on a tangent, but that's, but, you know, being a creative, that's, you know, that's, that's what you kind of live for are those moments that embarrass you, shock you. And then when you look back, make you proud to be where you were, if that makes any sense at all. Oh, no, it Absolutely. totally makes sense. I love that. Good. Um, that's amazing. Me, it yes. Came from one of the saddest moments in my life, uh, I was very close to my grandmother, and she passed away about three years ago. But funny story with that, she was in hospice for two years, which normally it's just supposed to be a few months, but she made two extra years than what they thought she was going to have. Um, she passed away, and I was at one of my lowest points. I couldn't even go to her burial, how sad I was. But that day, I get this email that my movie was selected into the first ever New Jersey Horicon. And it was nominated for awards. And I really felt like, wow, she's still you know, taking care of me. That's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. another one, you know, she got to attend one of my film festivals. It was at this restaurant here in Jersey. And they made like, you know, a fake little like red carpet event. So we got to push her down the red carpet. And all the oh. little picture takers as we went to my film screening. Yeah. My goodness. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. How surreal these moments are. I love it. Really? Um, so going back to the movie that y'all are going y'all y'all are currently creating, um, what is like the estimated um date that it would be out? I know y'all haven't um filmed it completely yet but do you have like an estimated like amount of time will be spent on it and when it will come out um that's a tough one before the end of 2021 okay i think so yeah yeah Yep. You know, one thing we really would like to talk with you guys about is our Indiegogo that we're going to be doing. Yes, please. Yes, go for it. Um, can I explain what Indiegogo is for your listeners if they don't know what it is? Yes, Absolutely. of course. Okay, so Indiegogo is a crowdfunding platform where creative people can put their projects on there, you know, to raise funds for it. And if you contribute money, you get an incentive for doing it. And we've come up, I think me and Larry came up with some really cool incentives for horror fans and movie fans in general that are really well-priced that people are going to want them like crazy. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Can we talk about a few of them? Yeah, yes, please. of course, please. Okay, Larry, which one do you want to talk about? Do you want to go to the big two or start with the, the two small ones first? 
I think, oh man, I think, I think let's do the honorable, I think let's do the small ones because I would love to hear since, since the girls are, are into the eighties, actually. So girls, when did you grow up in the eighties or nineties? See, I, well. I was actually born in the nineties, but I was just okay. always intrigued with the eighties, especially once like, um, stranger things came out and, um, also, just just the pop culture within the '80s. So I, it was a very, um, I don't know, very uh, important thing to me, especially with the music growing up. And then yeah, it like yeah. blew up when Stranger Things came out. So I'm just like intrigued with it. But yes, I was born in in late '90s. Okay. Amazing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Uh. One of you know one of the I think one of our most popular ones will be. Um, it's really it's for a dollar you get um you get to have your name in on our website uh, as a matter of fact and we will do a video each of our cast will will do a video um with everybody's name um that has so that means huh? 10,000 people give a dollar we're going to have to say 10,000 names yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool. That's gonna be cool. There's another one that um, will be for uh, for a contributor. You can actually get um, get to be on our missing poster, missing person poster in our movie. Oh, so you that's get to, awesome! Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 one's gonna be really cool. I think that's gonna be super popular um, because you know every you heard of walk on rolls and then all of a sudden they put you way in the back. Actually, you get to to be a missing person in Hillsborough Valley because oh, of uh, yeah yeah the now, killer. That one is twenty five dollars and it's limited to fifty people. Mm hmm. Yep. And then uh, we're going to have, since since it's Hillsborough Valley and it deals with a bunch of crazy teenagers, uh, we're going to be doing a yearbook uh, that, I don't know if you're familiar with the term, but in world, um, which means, uh, and Eric, you could probably explain this better, but in world is having to do with everything with the movie. So our cast is going to be the name of their um, their characters and we're going to have behind the scenes photos uh of like the the shoot and everything and then we're gonna have uh for a contributor uh they're gonna have their name in the memorial section of the yearbook a picture oh, and, and so yeah cool. so yeah. like the first few pages by in world it's gonna be like the actors as their characters you know like uh their quote on the bottom of the yearbook and like different clubs that they're in and the latter part of the yearbook will be stuff on set. But yeah, um, if you give, well, that's $70 for the yearbook. We're not sure. And you will get a digital copy of the movie. We're not set yet on how many physical copies of the yearbook there will be. But yeah, you will get to be in the in memoriam section of the Hillsborough High 1988-1989 yearbook. That's so that cool. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then one more for good measure. Uh, we're going to do, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. You guys may be, may be a little born past that, but there was a, a thing back then called Teen Beat Magazine or Tiger oh, Beat. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, <laughs> so that's what we're going to do as well as put our own version of uh, Teen Beat Magazine together and have, um, and this is all in, in, in the, uh, movie world and in world uh interviews with the cast and what they're looking forward to um after graduation and all the good things that they're that they may or may not get to do because they may or may not be caught up in blood demon. very ominous <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah. this is so cool and and you said this is all under um uh, a website where you can go and sign up and pay yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. It's called Indiegogo. And like we said, it will be launching Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. So when it goes up, we will definitely email it to you guys so you could like spread it around if you would please. So oh, if you're watching course. this past Friday the 13th, please check the link in our description and there will be a link there for it. You know, Absolutely. With the Teen Beat magazine, since you guys dig 80s music, I think you'll like this. Uh, the host of our Something About the Unknown podcast, Heather, she is going to be the Tiffany slash Debbie Gibson character in the movie, kind of. And there is going to be an in-world interview with her about being a pop star and ghost. Oh, that's oh. so cool. Oh, oh I'm yeah. loving this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, we're also going to have um, Hillsborough Valley High School t-shirts. The movie is going to be on DVD and VHS. Oh, that's cool. That even adds more to, like, the whole theme of it all. The Definitely. That is so awesome. Yes, yes. Um, and actually, uh, it's really cool because um, uh, I keep forgetting to mention that uh, on our Something About the Unknown, which is our podcast dealing with UFOs and, and aliens and cryptids, uh, we had an offer from uh, um, a medium, a psychic medium that is really cool. Uh, she's going to donate readings to our cause. Um, so you can pay for a reading. Actually, you can donate and you can get a reading from her. So that, oh, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a really cool addition to it all. I want yes. I, I want a reading. Ooh, this is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is exciting. Yes. Yes. It, oh, oh, go ahead. Come on. Oh, oh, I, you know, it, it, as it is really exciting and, and everything that we have available, uh, to people who donate are things that Eric and I, uh, do like I do graphics and, you know, obviously we do like all kinds of stuff, but, uh, we're, we're really doing this. Um, number one, because we're passionate about our movie, but number two is we're passionate, and I, 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 I know I can speak for myself, I think for Eric, about being really creative and, and bringing fun ways 
to people who who are are fans of not just just horror horror but fans of movie making and and behind the scenes stuff as well um because i mean let's face it like my favorite band is guns and roses and like anything <laughs> anything i could find with guns and roses i will probably buy like i've got like magazines and tour books and stuff and and that becomes part of of who we are and, and what we're doing as filmmakers so oh, yeah. we were we're we're really happy and proud of of a lot of well not a lot of everything that we have um to offer through our our indiegogo and and really approached it looking at it as as a fan obviously um of filmmaking and horror so yeah like a big thing to me was because i've donated to indiegogos and i always like well what would i want to donate to and I got to tell you, my two favorite things are the VHS copy of the movie. Now, again, you're getting a VHS. It's not going to be 4K, perfect, beautiful quality. No, it is going to, when you watch it, it is going to look like an old VHS movie you rented from a mom and pop video store back in the yeah. 90s or 80s. <laughs> yes. It's even better, definitely. Oh, for sure. The yearbook is such a cool thing. I mean, and the, and the, the teen beat also, but I mean, I was reading more like Thrasher skateboard magazines and like Hit Parade. So the teen, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you guys, the yearbook is going to be something special. We also have um, a digital package where for... I mean, check the make sure I know the price on it. Hold on. For $15, you can get a digital copy of the movie, a digital poster, and a copy of the script. Wow. Ooh. I like the addition of the script too. That is really cool. Yeah, it's we wanted a lot of people, we could have priced this stuff way higher. You know, but we wanted to make it affordable and cool. That was like our goal. You know, like, is this cool enough? Is this cool enough? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and it it, it has y'all reaching out to y'all's uh, upcoming audience more and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. It gives people a chance to like, kind of like see themselves within the movie. Exactly. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, I see we're running out of time here shortly. So, Emily, let's get uh, started with our last uh, couple of questions. Yes, let's. So, um, how do you ensure that the production is, like, at the right, like, scheduling well? Does that make any sense? I don't feel like I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that was pretty good. And, you know... Um, that's what Eric and I have been talking about. I think me more than anything, because as, as independent filmmakers, you have to compartmentalize everything. And actually Eric and I were just talking about this the other night about putting things in perspective. And um, of course, you know, the thing with filmmaking is you can, you can do all the planning in the world and you can, you can say, man, this is going to go right. This is going to go this way. It's going to go. But once you get on, it really is a free for all. 
And so you have to be prepared um, for like uh, the worst case scenario. Um, Cause everybody, you know, no one, no one, what, what the best case scenario, anybody can work from the best case scenario. It's the worst case scenario that we really have to uh, watch out for and, and work towards. And so um, saying that, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be responsible filmmakers and you may, you may hear, you know, responsible filmmaker, how is that possible? But, you know, Eric, and I think, you know, because of my background and I think Eric's as well, I'm a big respecter of time, um, especially in filmmaking and knowing all too well that usually what happens in filmmaking that could go wrong sometimes does. And you've got to have you got to have the uh, the guts to just kind of power on through. So but having said that, you know, we are trying to ensure that you know we're, we're a big factor of uh time uh for our actors and and uh, and for the locations as well but yeah we're 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 going into that with our fingers crossed but i think it'll be good <laughs> i know what larry said <laughs> really interesting to learn about i've um i've only been in stage productions before um, I want mm -hmm. to be a theater teacher eventually, but oh. uh, I've only been in stage production. So it's really interesting to hear about this side of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, I, I do have to say, and I know we're trying to wrap up, but being a theater teacher, you never know. And being a teacher in general, but I know that I got started in interested in doing theater uh, in high school. And I was very... Um, very inspired by uh, Mr. His name was Mr. Mathis, Larry Mathis, as a matter of fact, um, in Central Texas and uh, where I grew up. But um, that's very noble of you to, to do that, uh, to want to be a theater teacher. And and I fully expect um, just and I know we just met, but I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure you're going to um, inspire some some kids in your class to to pursue their dreams so that's that's I'll really cool that kind of personality it's really easy to talk to you guys yeah thank you oh i love that <laughs> thank you so yeah. much <laughs> i love You're talking welcome. to people and getting to know them so <laughs> i find that is a big compliment <laughs> perfect i love that that's um, cool okay i have one more question before we start um Exiting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exiting, I guess, is not the right word, but it's good. It's okay. Um, okay. What is the rating going to be? This was just out of pure curiosity. Not that oh. I don't know if y'all have a rating or not, but I don't know. I, I, I was just curious. Oh, it's going to be a hard R. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the kills alone, the language there isn't that well. The word pig effort is you. I don't curse in real life, but in my scripts, I do. And we okay. say pig effort a bunch of times. Mm. Okay, okay, <laughs> definitely an R there. We have this one kill. Can I can I talk about one kill, Larry? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like how you asked Larry. And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, one of our characters 
steps onto a homemade bear trap, which <gasps> Alex Williams then rips off of him and takes that bear trap and snatches it to his head, the victim's head, and then pulls again. Oh, oh my goodness. That's, an R. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. A, uh, that's a hard R right there for that one kill. I mean, yeah. at, at, at least the, the rating R uh, allows you to um, go as gruesome as you can, you know, with these with these slasher movies. I mean, it kind of just makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, actually, I'm glad you, you, you asked that because, you know, 80s movies are, especially horror movies, are notorious about the you know, like some of the, the sexual situations and stuff. And and I am actually, I'm really proud to say that there is none of those in, exactly. in um, Hillsborough Road just because, because he based it off of, you know, uh, like he said, Dazed and Confused and, and Night, uh, not Nightmare, but um, Friday the 13th Part 6. And... Um, none of those really deal with that or have that in it. And um, I, at least from my, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, they're, the reason, like Eric said, it's going to be a hard R is because, and because of the, the death and, and your reaction, by the way, to just what Eric was talking about, that was the cast reaction when we just did a reading of it. <laughs> So it, it, yeah. So that just tells me that you know Eric, he wrote a great script, and and he's on the right track about um, all of the the grotesque things that that we're gonna do with this thing, and that just makes it all the more uh, uh, crazy and and nerve wracking to get oh, all yeah. that caught on film. Again, if you want, you could cover your eyes and mute the TV at the gory parts. But there is some love story in the movie too. Yes. So you know you could open your eyes and unmute it, unmute it for the sweet kind parts. Oh, yep, yes. that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't worry, I'll watch it all the way through, and she'll watch the love story. <laughs> yes, that sounds good. <laughs> <about right. laughs> that's perfect. Oh, I'm so excited to um, actually be able to see this put together and. I'm very intrigued with the, the Indiegogo and the whole um, ordeal itself, honestly. Um, wow. I am, like, speechless. This was so much fun. I'm so That's glad y'all could me. come on today. Yes, thank you guys so much for coming on. Oh, thank I you for having me. I would to have you on the Something Something podcast sometime. Oh, that would be yes, awesome. For sure. That would be cool. If y'all would like to go ahead and plug y'all's um, social media handles. Or just whatever. <laughs> or, yeah, or whatever. Um, you can go ahead and do that first, and then uh, we'll do ours. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, before, Eric, uh, you give out the social medias, um, I would like to add, if anybody would like to join our email list, um, go to our oh, – well, we, we have a sign-up on our website. Um, and that's Hills, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Hillsboro Road Movie.me. And I'll spell it out and it may be in the, the link in the description. It but it's H I L S 
H-I-L-L-S-B-O-R-O-U-G-H-R-O-A-D-M-O-V-I-E dot M-E. So Hillsborough Road Movie dot M-E. Or, um, Eric, do you have the, the email handy? Um, yeah, I can get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, why he's, and why he's doing that. Um, uh, what Larry said, but at gmail.com. <laughs> Hillsborough Road Movie at gmail.com, right? Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yes. Um, and join our downloads oh, too on the webpage. That's right. That's I told right. the story about the song really quick, Larry. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, we have a, a free download for everybody that goes to our website. And uh, we'll send we'll send you girls. It's a creepy little tune. It's our official, I like to say it's official, our official uh um song for Hillsborough Road. Um Ooh, yeah, and it runs about a minute and it's just a little acapella. And we've had people kind of hit us up on Instagram asking if if we would like some music towards. So we, we may we may be doing some stuff with it in the future. But right now it's this creepy little uh, song and it's sung by a really good friend of mine. And she is the host of the LOL Lessons in Real Estate podcast that we produce. Her name is Micah Allen Johnson. Um, but yeah, it's it's really great. Eric wrote it. She did it. And it's a free download right now on our website. The song is so creepy the way Micah sang it. My mom was listening to it and she told me you have to turn the lights on and stop listening to it for a little bit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Emily, you're uh -huh. warned, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm warned. <laughs> Don't watch through the dark. Make, make sure you have David around you. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure he's in the room with me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, how exciting. Um... I'm going to go ahead and plug our Instagram handles. Um, we will make sure to keep updates on the next time we post. And um, we will for sure um, have pictures and y'all's um, social media and the um, emails and the um, website all uh, on our Instagram and, and such when we like get them all in. Um, and the Instagram handle is... Horror Slumber Party Podcast. I was going straight for the email. Horror Slumber Party Podcast. That's the Instagram. <laughs> and Twitter. Horror Slumber Party. No, I'm... Whoa. Okay. Party <laughs> underscore horror. I'm not here today. I apologize. <laughs> you were distracted by thinking about how scary the song is going to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and our email... Right now. What was that? I'm going to email it to you right now. Perfect. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I'm excited to listen to it. I'll, I'll forward um, it to you. <laughs> perfect. Our email is horrorslumberparty at gmail.com. And um, we hope y'all really enjoyed having some guests on our podcast. If we can give a big thank you to 
um these amazing creators i'm so glad we got to hear like these yes a um their ideas in what's to come i am extremely excited about it and very excited that y'all were able to uh talk about it with us on yes. our podcast um we appreciate y'all so much um any last words <laughs> Uh, you oh, know what? Ominous. Don't say any last like, words. Yeah. It kind of it kind of fit the podcast, you know, and the, the spookiness. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to say thank you for having us on again, um, and we'll follow you on 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 social media with all our social media and uh, all our podcasts and. Yeah, yeah, we look we look forward to coming back on and, and talking to you girls some more, and, and particularly having you guys on our podcast as well. Absolutely, oh, yes. yes. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful treat, and thank you, listeners, for um, tuning in and hearing about uh, these creators. And we love you all. Good night and scary dreams. Bye. Okay.